On today's episode of The Gripe Session, we are bringing you another guest from that 1986 World Champion New York Mets team. And this guy, you might have heard of him because he hit a little bit of a ground ball. It's Gripe Session time with your host, George Wanaka. It's about nothing. Discussing everything from real estate, current events, a little bit of everything, and the annoying little things that just tick you off. You can't handle the truth. What? 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 You didn't know? Here's your host, George Wanaka. But I call somebody. So it's my honor today to be able to sit down and have this conversation with a member of the 1986 New York Mets outfielder, Mookie Wilson. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of info on Mookie before we start the interview, uh, Mookie is one of the most kindest uh, ball players that I've ever come across. He He was more than willing to do uh, the podcast and do the interview for me, which was just tremendous. Uh, I obviously met Mookie uh, like Doc Gooden. For those of you that listen to this at Mets Fantasy Camp, and uh, Mookie was just such a down-to-earth, regular guy uh, that I, I, as soon as I started talking to him, I said, "This is something that I hope my listeners are going to love to hear, uh, and just love to hear his perspectives." And uh, without any further ado, I'm giving you Mookie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am actually honored and privileged to be sitting with a guy that I followed as a, as a young lad, and I'm uh, down here at Mets Fantasy Camp, and uh, one of uh, my favorite teams, the Mets, as everyone knows, and I'm sitting here with Mookie Wilson and as a member of the, as a uh, guest of the Gripe Session. Mook, thanks for coming on, pal. Yeah, man. Thanks, George. I appreciate you coming. So, um, for those of people that don't know a little bit about your career, um, just give everybody a little bit of a, you know, information on how you started and what you think, and kind of, kind of go from there. Well, uh, my uh, baseball um, goes back a long ways. Um, I signed with the Mets uh, in 1977. I was drafted out of the University of South Carolina. Um, played three years in the minor leagues. Okay. Um, one year in Warsaw, Wisconsin. One year in Jackson, Mississippi, and a year in Norfolk, Virginia. The team was called Tower at times, and I'm I joined the Major League Club in September of 1980, and I've been up with the Mets uh, for about ten years. Um, well, COVID won World Series in 1986. Yeah, but some lane years before that. No, uh, some lane sure. years before that. True, but, true. But it was all good. It was all good. A great learning um, time uh, mm-hmm. for me and many of the young ball players played in New York. Um, but uh, after 86, I, I stayed with the team for another couple of years, and then I was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays in 1989, August of 1989. Um, played with the Toronto Blue Jays for two years, and I retired. My last year playing was 91, and I officially retired in 1992. Um, became a coach, and uh, coach uh, minor leagues for a couple of years. Uh, then I was brought back to the big leagues, as first base coach, I feel instructed with Bobby Valentine. Stayed there until Bobby left. And then when Bobby left, I left. But <laughs> let's say I got reassigned. You know, <laughs> okay. Reassigned is a nice way of saying it's a nice fine. way of saying it. You take it away. Exactly. Exactly. But it was all good. It, it, it was all good. Um, 
and I ended up coming back um, to the minor leagues as a manager. That's so right. I managed the minor leagues for three years. I uh, went back to the big leagues uh, under uh, new manager um, Terry Collins. Um, that lasted one year. Very okay. short, very short. Very short, time. short time. You know, and now I am a team um, ambassador, which okay. is pretty much is public relations, and um, this is what I do now. Great. That's terrific. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, everyone knows you're infamous with the 86 Mets. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about that team and, and that year uh, for us diehards. That, yeah. that's, where, that's obviously the last time we won a world championship. Tell me a little bit about that team and the, the dynamics and that sort of thing. Well, I, I think that people have, have read so much about the 86 team um, that I think what gets lost in the whole conversation is, is how good that team really, really was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we won 108 ball games, but I'm talking beyond that point. Um, these guys, they're very close and they're dear friends of mine to this very day. We were very, very, very close. And I think that was part of what made us such a good team. Um, per man, I think that other teams may have been more talented in depth. Okay. Um, but we were truly a team. Um, that There's a, a bond that we have that was second to none. I haven't seen that in a ball club, in any other ball club that I've been around. And um, they're, they're great guys. A lot of them babysit my son when we played. <laughs> that's you know, and, and and that's just the kind of team that they they really were. I'm not saying they didn't do some nerdy things. I'm not gonna sit here and try to defend all hey, that. Listen, we all do <laughs> some nerdy things at some point. I mean, listen, you yeah. talk to my teammates this week. They tell oh. you some of the nerdy stuff we've been doing. But, but they, they were good guys. They were yeah. they were really 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 good guys, and I, and I love them to death. Yeah. yeah, that's that's terrific. That's terrific. So um, obviously, you're a lot of what you're known for is Game Six. And I asked you this, this question the other day. Um, and uh, so but prior to the, the ball yeah. being hit, um, when you got out of the way, what, what was the first thing that was, was kind of going through your head? What did you want to do? And what was your approach at that at bat? My approach at bat was really, first of all, I was very surprised I even got a chance to hit. Okay. The way things that was turning out. Um, but once I got an opportunity to hit, you know, I just didn't want to make the last out. Because the guys before me, we know that two strikes, base hit, two strikes, base hit, two strikes, base hit. I did not want to be the guy that made that last out, you know, in, in all honesty. Um, but the, the Boston Red Sox let me off the hook. All right, the wild pitch, the score is tied. Now I, I'm changing. My, my attitude is changing now. It's not, hey, I got a chance to win this thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, in other words, I can't lose it. I can no longer be the GOAT making the last side in the World Series. Yeah. I can only win. I'm playing with house money now. <laughs> I got you. I got so, you. So I'm a lot more relaxed. So now I'm just saying just put the ball in play. I went from, you know, not making the last out, put the ball in play. If you make the last out, guess what? We're still in the, still in the game. Yeah. yeah. So I remember one of the things that I had read about that, that 86 team was the one thing is like nobody – this guy didn't want to make the last out. I didn't want to make the last out. Yeah. I want to make the last out. So I hear that now and I smile a little bit. And I'm like, I remember reading and hearing about that in interviews and things of that nature. So that's awesome. So um, the, I guess the, 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 the question, because I, I coach a lot of teams in, in uh, basketball and baseball and things of that nature. And what would be your advice to uh, kids and, and parents um, who, who like the game of baseball or yeah. basketball, whatever it happens to be, and want to take the next step level, what advice would you give to them as far as, um, you know, working and things of that nature? 
Well, you know, my advice is, is twofold. I have the advice for the kids and advice for the parents because it, it's totally different the way they're approaching uh, the baseball careers of, of, the, of the kids. Um, first to the parents, my advice to them, practice is good, playing is good, baseball is given repetition, but there's also time to rest. You, they, they need to give their bodies a chance to unwind and, and, and regenerate, for lack of a better term. Um, particularly if, you, if a kid plays multi-sports, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, you play and you play a lot of summer ball, you play a lot of travel ball. Yeah. Some kids play with two travel teams and all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm speaking from experience because some players we get and we sign, they are worn out when we get them. You know, and and that could be that becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you see a lot of injuries. We have kids pitching one year in, in, in the minor leagues. They got to have surgery because the arm is already shot before they even sign. Yeah. In that time, so you know, be careful with that. I, just a caution, Mary. Thing, you know, I know kids want to play. They're gonna always want to go and play. But parents, you have the control over that, so you can kind of limit how many pitches they throw, limit how much they play, and make sure that they're getting rest and. You know, they're eating well, and their workout program has to be a workout program specifically designed for their particular body type. One size don't fit all. No, in absolutely not. You know, and stuff like that. And now, as far as the player themselves, the, the, the kids, learn about yourselves. Um, don't restrict yourself to be a one-position player. Play them all. Play, play them all. Um, when I was coming up through, I was mainly a pitcher. I pitched all through high school, pitched in college, and I haven't pitched a one inning in pro ball. <laughs> you know, and so don't restrict yourself to being that type, that player, this is all I can play, this is all I've ever played. Mm -hmm. um, be as versatile as you possibly can. You know, it gives you better opportunity to play on a team because you're versatile. You become two for one or three for one, and that's a coach's dream to have a player that can play multiple positions. You can put them wherever you want. Put them wherever you want them, and there's value in that on any level, on any team. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I've been telling my son is that he's got essentially he's a lefty, yeah. so he's got three spots on that field traditionally. Traditionally. An outfielder, yeah. first base, yeah. or a pitcher. I'm yeah. like, but listen, if any coach wants to throw you out and throw you at a different position – he goes, I love it. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah. He goes, where they put me, I go. And I'm like, that's the attitude you want to have nowadays, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, the, the thing I've heard, and I've heard this with a lot of parents, they, they say, well, my son's a shortstop. My son's a right fielder. My son's a pitcher. And that's what he needs to play. Well, there again, that's the parents living that dream. Yeah. You know, don't restrict your children to that. You know, give them an opportunity to find out who they are. You know, let them find out who they are, and you know, you never know. They would love the game a lot. It'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, be a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So one of the I, I appreciate the the spending a couple of minutes with me, Mook. Um, the last thing that I ask everybody, yeah. um, or that's the new part of the gripe session, which is if what is the one thing that people do nowadays that just agitates you to the point of saying, man, like, what are you thinking about? Like, when you do that kind of stuff. Like, the one thing that you sit back, like, it could, it be, it could be somebody parking in two spots in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in a parking lot yeah. or something like that. So, what's this person thinking? What's the one thing that, that agitates Mookie Wilson? 
The one thing that agitates me, and it's not just on baseball, it is everything. You know, people get upset about some of the most meaningless, trivial things, and it just ruins their day. That bothers me. That, 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 that bothers me. I mean, there's nothing that happens that drastic that's going to ruin my day. And when I see people get all upset because someone is parking two spots, or, or you know, or even playing the game and someone makes an out that, you know, or probably was a, a dumb play or something like that, and it just it ruins the day. Um, life is really not complicated. We make it complicated. Oh, yeah. Because our expectations is all about pleasing us. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. You're right. You know, if it doesn't live up to my expectation, then guess what? I'm ruined. My day is gone. And right. I, I would like some people to just, just relax more and um, live life as if every day is just, hey, I'm just honored to be here. Yeah. yeah. Every day is a blessing. Every and day it's either a blessing or a lesson. It's one or the other. Yeah, one or two. One or two. And guess what? At the end of the day, we're, we're, we're up here. We're living. Yeah. If you think about it, and I, and I coincidentally, yeah. it's actually funny that you even said that because Doc was said the exact same yeah. thing. I had Doc on here uh, in a previous episode. And one of the things Doc said is almost yeah. verbatim what you just said. And I said one of the things is if you think about the odds yeah. of us being here just in general, just being a person. It's, yeah. it's like four billion to one. Yeah. So it's like, what do I have to be? I'm, listen, the fact that I'm sitting here with you is tremendous. But the fact that I'm even sitting here, period, is even the odds on that are even unbelievable. So, um, but I appreciate you taking a couple minutes to to come and hang out. I appreciate everything you guys, the coaches, did to, uh, this uh, week in camp. And uh, listen, I appreciate you, and uh, thanks for the childhood memories. They were they were awesome. I mean, I, I tell you, it's it's been a great week. Yep, absolutely. It's been a great week. Um, this meeting the people down here and, and talking baseball. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And um, I must I must tell you, um, the, the, the session, we got the grab session. This is The grab session? The grab session. The grab session. Oh, oh, I love goodness. it. It's I awesome. <laughs> I tell you, I, you know, it's funny you say that because there's so many people go, you know, the grab session, it's so negative. And I'm like, Listen to, listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. It ain't all negative. And then when you then when you actually throw it out there and you go listen to it, I'm like, oh, no, it's not negative. It's like I'm poking fun at this. I'm poking fun at that. Hell, half the time I'm poking fun at myself. And I'm like, it's just it was a catchy thing that started with George and what was something that was close to oh gripe. It's yeah. it's a bitch session or whatever you want to call it. I'm like, well, the gripe is easier. So listen, we are. No, we are complainers by nature. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> We're complainers by nature. And people want to hear sometimes like, oh, well, what makes this guy tick? Or what makes that guy yeah. tick? And you know what? At the end of the day, the good thing about like the internet and podcasts like yeah. this is that when people actually see you and they meet yeah. you, they know, man, I listen to his stuff. He's the same guy here that he is in person. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. That's where social media comes into it. And that's where uh, everything comes out. And, again, I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes to, to come and hang and have a couple minutes with me. And uh, I appreciate everything you did this week, Mook. Hey, man. I thank you. Now, it's, it's been a nice ride. It's, it's been a really pleasure. Fun. It's, it's been fun. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a true legend of this game. Obviously a legend of the New York Mets. Incredible guy. 
Uh, just an absolute joy to be around, and I was glad to be able to spend a few minutes with Mookie um, and just talking about, you know, baseball after the interview, um, the wealth of knowledge, and, and just fun-loving guy that Mookie is. Uh, it, it was my real and uh, undistinct pleasure um, or indistinct pleasure. I, I get I get tongue tied on occasion. That's how that's that's the kind of impression these guys have been leaving on me. So, um, thank you, Mookie, again for the you know sitting down with me. I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the interview as well. Um, please feel free to hit that subscribe button if you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and or Stitcher. Please feel free to follow me as well at on Instagram at gswanica and also at Search Staten Island. Um, I'm also on Facebook at gswanica, uh, Georgia Swanica at Search Staten Island. You can find me everywhere because um, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. And if you don't know, Google me, baby. Google me. Uh, so anyway, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you on the next edition of The Gripe Session. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to The Gripe Session. Please follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram.